Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. I'm Janet. I'm Helen. And I'm Mel. So one thing that we've been getting a lot of questions on is about our dating lives. Clearly... People are very interested in our dating. <laughs> or uh, the lack, lack thereof. <laughs> Both of them are like, lack thereof, you mean. But I think it's pretty interesting because we're at a time right now where literally we're in this like weird spot between your like 20s and 30s, 40s, right? Where mm. you feel like you're supposed to be in a steady relationship and you should be like building towards the family and all that. And you're at a place right now where it's not college. You are a working professional. Your life is a little bit more stable now. It's a sweet spot of dating and knowing exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. I think in college, you kind of can make careless mistakes and like kind of That's the time that you should be doing that. Exactly. Exactly. You should be experimenting. That's a time of when you are learning to figure out who you want to have in your life or who you want to date. And now you ladies are at a point where it's like you already know who you want to date. So how is dating now for you ladies? (laughs) I looked at Janet and I was like, (laughs) okay, well, (laughs) I don't remember if we mentioned this in a previous episode, but I think back in December, I went on my first date. After your relationship. After my relationship. It was so nerve-wracking. I was, like, so nervous before the date and all this stuff. I took a shot before. Sorry, dude. If you're (laughs) listening, I took a shot before that date. But overall, it was really refreshing. Because I think at that point, it's been over, like, 10 months since me and my ex-boyfriend broke up. So I'm like, you know, I think I'm ready to go on a date. And the guy I went on a date with was really, really nice. And it felt like someone I should have been dating. Or I should date in my next relationship so i think that's why i kind of felt attracted to him what qualities or characteristics did he have well when i talked to my therapist about like potential partner she's like you know you need to find someone who is really secure with themselves and someone who is okay being vulnerable with himself as well mm-hmm. i think i mentioned before like my friends always say like you should try dating an introvert because i'm mm-hmm. such an extrovert an introvert will balance me out and so this guy for me he was an introvert but he also had extroverted tendencies but he was so very secure with himself as a man and very sensitive and like the thing I found interesting was that he wanted to be a therapist 
Hmm. And yeah. I was like, oh, I thought that was really cool because then I think in order to be a therapist, you have to be really in touch with yourself and yeah. like know your weaknesses and whatnot. And we kind of bonded about therapy and like we're both Asian American and like, man, I don't want to reveal too much, but I do think he has an artistic background as well. So I was like, that's mm. really cool. Mm-hmm. So I felt like all those things lined up and like our conversations got deep quick and it felt, mm. and it was really silly at the same time. Like it didn't feel like we're trying too hard. So I went on like two dates with him. It felt nice, but the thing I struggled with was like, I'm so used to knowing right away if I like someone or mm, whatever but with right. him it's like I don't know like this is great but is there an attraction there but mm. I think it eventually did not end up working out because I don't think he saw me romantically I think mm. we gauged we got along really well as like friends mm-hmm. and like I think I was gaining more romantic interest in him but I think it was that that timing like maybe he was interested in me he was also applying for like grad school mm-hmm. so I think timing wasn't right and so we're like what's the point like we're kind of in this weird limbo phase we're like you're texting but like nothing's going on so yeah. I think I just like bluntly said like what's going on like are we going on another date or are we just still texting mm-hmm. this whole time so I think with that situation he was like you know what hey like I don't think I want to pursue it anymore so I guess you could say I got rejected but I'm okay with that because going on a date with someone like that felt refreshing and I'm like you know what I want to explore more types of men like this who are mm-hmm. more in touch with themselves and are okay with being vulnerable and right. sharing these things I'm also really confident as well so that's what happened haven't been on a date since but I'm okay with that it's funny because it was revealed during our date that he found the podcast and I was like oh, oh hey shit. hey hey thanks for um, having a couple of great dates with our friend Mel yeah I we had a good time it, yeah. so I was like oh so if you're listening that's what happened <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh that's what happened no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But overall, like, he's like I like the walking away feeling like you know you're still a really like chill and a good person like yeah. good luck on any good luck good, yeah good, that sounds like a very good luck. Yeah, yeah that sounds yeah. like a very mature thing to have for you to have done to say we're only two dates in like DTR define what we are right now I know he was like uh yeah like uh (laughs) is it too early because he said to me he was like you know I don't know if this is something we continue because it seems like you want something serious right now and I don't think I'm looking for that and so I was like okay like that's good yeah Yeah, that's good it sounded like you guys got deep very quick or like you were able to be intimate with each other pretty quickly which is a really good yeah dating is such a weird vulnerable thing to do yeah like you're literally letting a stranger know all of these things about you and then after a while it's like okay what are we we gonna be something even deeper than that or are we gonna be vulnerable and now you're gonna take that away and I don't know it is a little weird we match up on hinge and so it's my first time going on a second date because you have mm. the first day I'm like nope done this I don't yeah, feel anything yeah. but for him I'm like I think I feel some things I don't yeah. know let's explore it yeah you get deeper and deeper each time you talk and like you're texting I don't want like to get intimate like physically intimate with someone until I know so I think this point was more like we're getting intimate in a sense of like getting to know each other mm-hmm. yeah yeah I know Janet also went on a date and during, is it New Year's Eve or New Year's? Yeah, this is a long, I've been very casually on the apps and not very active the last couple of months. The last time I actually like met up with people was probably the beginning of the year. There were two, I guess, two that I could kind of remember. I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one of them was, uh, I think New Year's Day, we went on a hike. Oh yeah. Um, It was a really pleasant date because we did like a nice activity and it was a good like two to three hours that we were hiking. So we were talking, getting to know each other. And I remember leaving the date feeling like, oh, like I'm decent. Like if he asked me out a second time, Mm -hmm. I would go. Mm -hmm. I wasn't feeling extremely one way or another. And then like he was also kind of hard to read so I think this was maybe a couple of days after or maybe it was the next day actually it was the next day because I remember it, the standout thing about this was that I really appreciated the way he rejected me essentially <laughs> basically he was like thank you so much for like taking the time to meet up it seems like our lifestyles are not really a match mm-hmm. and I remember I was a little I wasn't 
to her bio. I was like, oh, yeah, like, I mean, I could have gone on a second date. I could have not. It's it's kind of okay. But I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. Some people are just like, that's one way to just say I'm not interested without mm. getting too specific, right? Mm-hmm. So I actually really appreciated the way he handled that because, mm-hmm. A, it was pretty timely. Like, he wasn't, like, leading it on, but it also wasn't, like, immediately during the mm-hmm. day. Like, I don't want to go out again. And then it was like, a polite way to just kind of tell someone you're not interested Mm-hmm. Yes. I kind of want you to like read that message out to our listeners because when I was reading it, I was like, wow, you guys are so mature <laughs> with how you're handling this. Like, I don't want to see you anymore, but in a very respectful way. Yeah. 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 I That's remember like, that was your reaction when you read yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, dang, Janet, you're a pro at this. <laughs> that was him rejecting me. And then the second one that I went out with was a little bit of a reverse. I was the one sending that message to the guy. I think that was the one where I was yeah. like, wow, that's the best rejection I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> well, and this this other guy that I went out on date, which was a little bit older, was pretty open that he's like looking for something more serious. Mm-hmm. And also was saying that it had been a long time since he dated. And that I think I was the first person that he actively was like being open to meeting up with. Because mm-hmm. he said initially, he was planning this year to focus just on himself and not date and for whatever reason when we connected he's like I felt like I wanted to kind of go out of my way to meet up Mm -hmm. and then I just wasn't feeling it like the date was good I love grabbing coffee with people and just getting to know them Mm -hmm. and talking but I just didn't feel that spark Mm -hmm. and I I remember having moments where he was like really expressive about how he was feeling he's like you're the kind of girl that I would have like fallen for when I was in high school and he's like sorry sometimes like if I'm around someone I'm attracted to I get kind of like tangled up in my words sometimes I would get like oh because I can't really reciprocate but mm-hmm. I also appreciated that he was open mm-hmm. about that, that mm-hmm. he like expressed how he was feeling. But then after we concluded, like the next day I, te- I texted him and I was like, hey, because I didn't, I wanted to respect his time, right? And I'm like, yeah. I, I'm not, I don't think there will be a, not interested in kind of moving forward in something, but I really appreciated you like meeting up and I loved our conversation and thank you so much for like sharing in such detail about your life and stuff. Also yeah. a very immature response. <laughs> but, well, how did, but, but there was a but, right? Like continue with yeah, that. Yeah, what did how I did say? It, but I kind of um, want you to read it out because that should be like a find template. it anymore. I was oh, like, dang. I don't remember. Because when I read that, I was just like, I've never seen Where something so good. It's like he probably feels very good about himself right now instead of um, bad, right? So it's like making someone mm, feel good about the qualities yeah. that he was able to bring to you. Yeah. At the same time, it just wasn't right for you. Yeah. But when you say it that bluntly, it doesn't sound good. The way that you phrase it, though, is just like, <laughs> wow, if I read that, I'd be like yeah, on a really, high right now. My ego would be bursting. <laughs> well, because it's like, it's like you seem like an awesome person. You're doing really exciting things with mm-hmm. your life. I just don't feel like a romantic connection, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, other than that, I don't know. I've, I've, I feel you. I've kind of, yeah, I think I'm just kind of over it. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Over dating. <laughs> yeah. I think in terms of dating, like, it's, it'll happen when it happened. Yeah. But me and Janet are living vicariously through Helen. I know Helen and her boyfriend have been together for a while, but then we know you too because you guys are extremely, extremely busy people, yeah. especially now that he's opening a cafe. Like, you're literally spending your time working at the cafe to spend time with him. Mm-hmm. And the only moment like I know of that you guys have is when you come back from home and you work till like 2 a.m. sometimes yeah. or 11 p.m. And you work till like 3 a.m. sometimes. So I'm like, for the people, for our listeners who are, you know, in like these long-term relationships or like have a partner, like how do you guys manage that like very busy lifestyle but also manage to have time with each other? Mm, that's a great question. Yeah, so my job gets really busy during the months of like December through April. Mm-hmm. And then during that time, like he just opened up a cafe. So yeah, no, before I would say the things that, Obviously, we only have 24 hours in a day, and we only spend time together, like, outside of our normal day jobs. Mm-hmm. So during the nighttime, before, what we would do is go to the gym. Mm-hmm. So he has a gym in his condo. We'd go to the gym, and we also cook dinner together. 
And then we were like thinking, when you open up this cafe, like when are we going to find time to do this stuff? Mm. So obviously some things need to give. Yeah. The gym time has definitely, we have not, we went to the gym once this past week and we were like, oh my God, this feels so good just to be up here. Because when you're doing that activity, it is a little bit more vain, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like you're doing something for yourself, like yeah. completely just for yourself. And you're, you're not thinking about all of this stuff that you have to, yeah. you have responsibilities for now. That was nice. So we're not doing that anymore. We don't cook anymore where we just buy food now. So, I mean, these things we no longer do, which kind of sucks. But at the same time, we know we're trying to build bigger things Mm -hmm. for ourselves, for our future. So with that in mind, I feel like we're both at the same place. Like, I think sometimes if I was with someone who had a lot of free time, we would not be getting along at all. And vice versa for him too, because every time we come home, we're literally just on our laptops, just continuing either our day jobs or our side projects or whatever it is. So when we do that, like, we'll... I don't know how do we keep connected well like my foot would be on top of his foot so i feel like he's still there with me even okay. though we're behind our respective screens do you guys go to like tennessee or something like i feel like you kind of join in on his trip yeah, yeah yeah you try yeah. to kind of turn some of the work related things into sharing with each other exactly right? so he was at the university of memphis for a speaking engagement and i had never gone before and it was still during a busy time for me but i found time to go on a friday and mm-hmm. like go with him And then we just spent the weekend in Memphis and in Nashville. And it was such a good, just like small getaway. Yeah. So I feel like those are times where we feel like we're able to be on our own. Mm -hmm. Just time we're not getting anymore. Even like just last, (laughs) just last night, this, this guy. (laughs) So he's flying out to Chicago or Mm -hmm. he just flew out to Chicago this morning. But last night we, ABG ladies, came down to Dana Point from downtown LA, which is like an hour and a half drive. Mm -hmm. And he came down at like 12.30 a.m. because after a full day at the cafe, because he just needed a getaway. He just needed to like get, literally get away for two hours before driving back to L.A. and then driving to LAX for a 4.30 flight. That just shows how like little time we do have together and Mm -hmm. how much we do appreciate when we can get away. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been tough, but at the same time, I think for both of us being on the same sort of mindset, that does help a lot. Yeah. We know that even though we're busy, we're just trying to do something that's bigger. And for the both of us, not just for like our own individual selves, but for the both of us. I think that's something about a relationship I really admire and I I would love to have in the future relationship. It's like, you guys are both so driven in your side things. And it's good because then you guys are both kind of like cheering each other on as you guys are going. It's that versus one person's on the sideline waiting for the other person. You guys Mm -hmm. are both actively doing something and like... That is a quality I definitely want in, like, a a relationship. relationship, For sure. Like a partnership. Yeah, because I think right now it's, like, this podcast means so much to us. I think not only, one, you want someone who's, like, really supportive of that, but, like, you know, I want something for you that you could feel as passionate about as we do about this. So just, like, it'd be nice because then you feel like it's an equal playing field of encouragement and, like, and and, and a win feels like a mutual win for both you guys. You know what I mean? And that's the the thing. Before ABG started, like, I'd be doing my own job, but he always felt like he he wanted to be a cheerleader. Like, he has so much responsibility on for his own job that people are cheerleaders for him mm-hmm. but he likes to just sit on the sideline and just watch and consume someone else's work and be proud of them and be cheerleader for them yeah. even like you ladies right he always talks about like us in the context of us three and not just me it's just like you ladies are doing something that's so great and like i love just being watching you guys grow hmm. that's yeah. so nice Dang. It's tough. Like, we definitely get into arguments, right? Like, mm-hmm. just last week, I had not slept at all. And I wasn't asking anything from him, but he also wasn't asking anything from me. Mm-hmm. So I think we had, like, a mutual agreement there. But it was, like, I think it was something along the lines of, like, oh, you didn't 
or no, he did ask me about like, why didn't you ask me about my day or something like that? And I was like, I don't know. I just went straight into work because I literally just stayed up all night to do this, to finish up this project. And so at some point it's just like, yeah, communication is still very key Mm -hmm. to make sure that you're on the same page and that we're still just there to support each other. Because sometimes you want to come home and you just want to like melt into someone's arms. Someone who's like had a, had a very relaxed day and they're just like, oh, I just came back from the beach. Like I'll listen to everything you're saying, but like we're both in that space right now. We can talk to each other about it but at the same time then it's like right back to work i don't know yeah that's interesting too because like it's on the flip side of like being single it's nice for me to come home and be like oh like i don't have to talk to anyone anymore right, I, could, right. I, I could unwind and be by myself but if i can only imagine if i had a partner it's like i need to also serve you now like as your partner like I need to ask how you're doing and whatever, but it's like, but now in a sense, it's a luxury not to have yeah, someone yeah. to you. It's know? pros yeah. and cons, right? Yeah, because you don't have the like obligation is not a good word, but yeah. yeah, to attend to someone. But then you also maybe don't necessarily have the support of another person. Yeah, to mm-hmm. exactly. But yeah. favorite yeah. thing is still just to fall asleep in like each other's arms, and that's like the best. That that's I think that's why that's like the best part of my day because it's like we're together. And then we wake up and it's like, we're together before we have to separate. We actually talked about this last night. We're like, are you guys a cuddler when you sleep or not? I like to cuddle. I like to cuddle too. I don't like to cuddle. One of my biggest insecurities in relationships is when I sleep. It's really weird. Like when I'm sleeping with a new partner in bed, I get really anxious and I can't fall asleep. Mm. What are you afraid of? That I'll drool on him. <laughs> like, because uh. like, I know my sleeping habits. It's like I drool, my mouth is open and I snore. And I don't <laughs> think those are really attractive qualities. I don't mind, like, cuddling, like, you know, watching TV. But then after I'm like, okay, go to your corner so you don't see this witch oh, that comes yeah. off when I sleep. Why, why don't you put, like, a pillow underneath your face so that your pillow underneath your face so that you drool onto your own pillow? I could. Sometimes I sleep on my hand, so I drool on my hand. You catch your drool. Oh, and then you, like, put it back into your mouth. Like. No, and then I wipe it on my forehead. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know with you, didn't, didn't Janet was telling you, like, her exes would do, like, the, the cuddle and the release. The roll, or you both yeah. would do the yeah. roll release. Yeah. 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 I think actually most of the guys I've dated have, um, they're like light sleepers. Oh, really? And I tend to be a heavier sleeper usually. It's yeah. kind of changed as I got older, but like they would attend and let me like fall asleep and then roll over on their That's exactly right. Yeah. That's yeah, like my boyfriend right now. He like pushes me to the side. Like I'm on the edge of the bed pretty much. And then so I fall asleep super fast. I fall asleep in like a minute. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this girl can nap on command. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, he'll like, okay, we'll cuddle. And then like probably two minutes later, he rolls off to his side of the bed, which is the remainder of the, of the bed. bed. Yeah. It's all him by himself. That's smart of him though. I know. That's from the Friends episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, just to continue the topic about dating in general, because that's kind of like where Jen and I are, and then Helen, so happy for her <laughs> in a solid relationship. Well, no, but I mean, there's the there's the develop or like maintaining a relationship, yeah. and there's finding a relationship, right? Yeah. So we're the in the search phase. Yeah. <laughs> I remember last night, Helen would say these really sweet things about her boyfriend, and Janet's like, oh, damn it. That well, sounds- there's, so there's sometimes it's like vicariously, I feel mm-hmm. the fuzzies feel- mm-hmm. through your stories. Oh. And then there's sometimes, like Mel was saying, like it's like the jaded. Mm-hmm. Right, like that feel. It sounds so nice, but it feels so distant. It like, feels like it's hard to obtain. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. with the ladies comes a lot of work. Okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> it's totally. not all fluff. There's yeah. a lot of work and communication to maintain a relationship. For sure, for sure. 
It's a technique in itself, yes, for sure. Which you don't have to deal with right now, so. That's true. <laughs> but when things are really good, they feel so good, you know? And I see that with you guys. I don't think I'm envious, but it's just more like, I really want that, you know? I think earlier, we were just looking at his Instagram stories. He, like, re-Instagram, like, Tennessee trip. I was like, that looks so much fun to, like, mm-hmm. travel and get have a getaway with a partner. Because then mm-hmm. Jen and I were talking about staycations and how important they are. Mm-hmm. And how nice it would be just to have, like, a staycation with your husband. Because, like, things feel so busy. I don't know. Just on a side topic, but I feel like... When I entered my 20s, even my mid-20s when I was 25, 26, I, w- I feel like I'm generally a very hopeful person when it comes to, like, dating and men. And, like, I still have the belief that, like, I will end up with the person I'm supposed to end up with. But I think now, entering my later half of my 20s and encountering men, I don't think all men are, like, bad. I think they're really good people and good men out there. But it just seems like a lot of people in my life right now that are my guy friends or just, like, talking to my other girlfriends, like, a lot of guys that I expected to be ready to settle down are not. It feels like a lot of the guys I'm chatting with or I'm talking to is like they're in the phase of wanting to have fun mm-hmm. and a part of me is like you're my age or you're mid-30s like and Wait, it makes mid-30s? me feel kind of it makes it makes me a little discouraged like Wait, which which how old are these guy friends they're probably like my age to like maybe like early 30s i guess mm. like 31 32 like yeah. that type of like they're teetering around like 20 the late 20 30s yeah. phase and i guess i always had the thought that like at this point i think i always believed that they would be in a place to settle mm-hmm. and maybe like the men I'm interested in just happen not to want to have that right now or right, like yeah. like there's men in my life that I really like admire as really good friends but they're also not in a settle phase so I'm just like wait mm-hmm. what like I think you have to remind yourself that like we as women have a biological clock right that yeah. ticks and I think that feeds into this like social expectation that you know during this period of time we should be trying to get to a place where we're in a stable relationship mm-hmm. and ready to start having babies right but then for guys it doesn't matter for them yeah it'd be nice if our you know mid-30s friends are in that mentality i think most of them are at least the mid-30s i would say maybe a little bit younger is still trying to just have fun and live out this part of their lives where now they have a little bit of money and they Mm -hmm. can actually spend on things and have fun in life right that's true. But I think it's just for you and your boyfriend, you guys are like, he was already dating you in his early 30s. So you guys are already building on a relationship. It's like, I'm okay with being single. Don't get me wrong. But then I would love to be in a situation now where I'm building on something yeah, blo- like someone. more long term, yeah. you know, because that, that's still time. Like, I'm not going to rush into a marriage and have kids right away. Right. So it'd be nice to like be in a point right now where it's like, I want to build towards my future with a family and a partner. Right. The other side to that is that you're building on yourself. You're able to be independent, very independent as a woman. And I think maybe think about yourself like five years ago, right? Do Mm -hmm. you feel like you have grown from that person? Mm -hmm. Because now when I see you compared to before, Mm -hmm. super independent, super like, you know what you want and you know how to like ask for it or get it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's true. And if you had a boyfriend, maybe that would have, like, handicapped that growth. Right. Yeah. I think it's just, like, my little, like, I don't want to call my high school, like, my little girl instinct. I think I miss that feeling of being really, like, the butterfly feelings. Like, I, girl, I love... the butterflies last for, like, temporarily <laughs> and then. <laughs> no, but I, but the thing is, Helen, when I see you, I, I know you still feel it. Like, I know you get very, like, oh, he went to see me. Or, like, you, like, even moments of you're just, like, on your phone together, like, cuddling. Like, these little moments, you know you enjoy mm-hmm. it. And those mm-hmm. moments, I feel like I lounge a shit on my bed and I have a good ass time, like watching like Korean dramas, and it's like a different type of joy. Yeah. yeah. But the feeling of someone like, embracing you and all these things, yeah. like, you, dude, I don't even remember what that. I have yeah. butterflies have not been in this stomach for a very long time. <laughs> you just have sunburn on your stomach, but <laughs> yeah, I'm just. <laughs> but you know, like those feelings. I think when you're single for so long, 
you do miss moments of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's something it's like, okay, like I do miss that, you know. I think also just having someone who can be a best friend support mm-hmm. system. So beyond the romantic aspect, having intimate relationships. And you can have that with your family and your friends, but I think it's different when it's like a partner. Yeah. Helen, to your point about like, it's like having a shared vision of the future and having someone to build that with is like, yeah. that would be nice. That would be but nice. I'm in a place where it's like, I will miss that, but I am on a day-to-day still more focused on my own self. And Mm -hmm. I I know that when the day comes that I'm like starting to, if I get into a more serious relationship, it's going to be an adjustment because I haven't, I'm so used to operating as a solo individual. Mm -hmm. When I was jumping into this or getting into this relationship, it was very much like I also knew exactly how my day-to-day is and how I operate as like a solo individual. And then when someone comes into your life, you always have this picture of like, oh, it's going to fit in so perfectly. It's going to be like a perfect glove, right? But then... Yeah, like such little things that come up. People always talk about like dishes or like leaving hair around or whatever it is. Your right? chicken, like, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like him not communicating that he was going to be out for dinner and so he didn't eat my my roast chicken that was so good. <laughs> but like little things like that, you realize is like a nuance to mm-hmm. people, and it's just like, oh, but why? But we should be so like it should be so easy, yeah, and yeah. it's yeah, it's definitely. Like it's such not a fairy tale all the time. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the part that I do anticipate. This was like maybe oh my god almost four years ago was the last yeah. time I was in a more like committed relationship mm-hmm. just having to talk to someone daily to check in like that felt weird for me mm-hmm. like it was so hard to kind of yeah mm-hmm. so I don't I don't know I'm like yeah if I were to come home from work and there's like another person and now it's like it's not just you thinking about what are you gonna have for dinner but yeah another, what are they the, having? the quintessential like whatever what do you want to eat yeah. <laughs> but then maybe it's like maybe for you your type of relationship because like some people see their significant other as like their best friend their provider mm-hmm. their person who like listens to them for all of their like for mental whatever like yeah. relief or whatever it is like right personal therapist exactly mm-hmm. but like that's unfair to put so much pressure on someone 100%. so yeah. even I, that's good for your guy whoever that's gonna be right because you're, you're gonna be an easy person to <laughs> to take care of because you're so independent yeah i agree like i, I think with janet like one thing I learned from my last relationship is like the adjustment. I know I need to work on is being a being a girlfriend, like that title or having that role again. Because the fact that you're so dependent, like doing your day to day on your own, having someone else, you're like, oh, because I had moments of that with my ex boyfriend. I'm like, oh, oh crap, like, yeah. oh, like how do I balance this and that? And I'm so used to doing these things this way. Like that sounds weird to me. You do have to sacrifice, like Helen mentioned, like sacrifice oh, yeah. little things. Yeah. Um, even communication styles, man. Like yeah, little things like that. Love can, language, how yes. people receive love, mm-hmm. whether it's like through words of affirmation or like actions mm-hmm. yeah like for and me i feel like it's actions for my boyfriend i feel like it's more words mm-hmm. it's very different and so you have to adjust how you think other people receive love yeah. for how they actually receive love that's true i think when i was in a relationship one thing i did realize is like i remember when i was younger like i used to think when couples have been together i was like oh that's too soon or blah 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 but now i realize like time is so key like we don't have a lot of time and so when I was my ex-boyfriend I could understand why couples moving together because literally if you're at work eight hours a day the only time you really see each other is after work mm-hmm. so yeah. like it's convenient if you're in the same place so imagine like dating someone who's like 30 minutes apart and trying to like commuting to see each other it's a big deal yeah, yeah. I mean that's also like a long distance relationship right and some people aren't like, able to do it maybe Janet that's what you want you're like I just want to check in with you like well, that was the thing is at the time he was in the Bay Area and I was here oh really so and he actually says he's like I think it would have worked out better if we had started our relationship in the same place like being long distance was something that kind of yeah Mm. prevented from developing for first starting a relationship it's better if you're together yeah and then doing i think it's really hard to start a new relationship long distance i agree there's something i was talking to my old coworker about it she was like it's kind of exciting though i was like what do you mean she's like well you get to have your own sense of independency but then also you have 
a you person. Could, you have a person you're, you yeah. always talk to. Mm-hmm. But I do think the caveat to that is like you're developing more and more intense feelings for each other and you want to see and talk to each other more and more. So when the distance is so far, you're not going to fulfill that need, you know, or that desire. So it's kind of one of those like out of sight, out of mind That's things true. too, right? Like sometimes because I wasn't seeing you so much, I just kind of started focusing on my own life and I felt less and less involved in the relationship, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So. I haven't seen Janet in a relationship. Like I, know. I haven't seen myself in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I know, don't remind me. It's so funny because like, I think we had a topic suggestion saying, can you guys talk about sex? And I'm like, part of me is like, yeah, I would love to. Janet was like, I would love to, but I don't even know. There's nothing. You want to hear about my sex life? Here we go. Silence. <laughs> That's my update, right? Yeah, I don't know how Janet's going to be in a relationship. I've seen you, Mel. Mel, Mel's disappearing, Mel. Okay, in a relationship. can I say something but about I that? I understand why. I understand why. But I also think that when you guys used to say that to me, I think it's naturally as a person, I am a planner. And yeah. you and your boyfriend are like, last minute, like, let's go out tonight. I'm like, I already have plans. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of, Mel has her schedule planned out, and then with the guy, his schedule. And then I think you guys are a little bit more, like, on the spot. Let's figure yeah, out what we need tonight. Like, yeah, yeah. more on the go. So if you don't pre-plan with her, she's, like, already got her calendar booked. Well, I think he's got to put us in there. He's got to pencil us in every week. Hello. I know, because that's, like, when I'm single, it's always, like, assumed that we're all going to go out. You know what I mean? That's the nature of how we are living in L.A. Because it's kind of like, well, we're our friends. And, of course, we want to hang out with each other. But when you throw in another person who's not in the group or our friends, yeah. you're kind of, like, segmenting another time out for someone else. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be interesting when both of us Jane, I and I get a boyfriend. I'm, like, kind of dreading that today. You have your boyfriend. No, but then when you guys have your boyfriends, it's going to be, like, it's going to take so long to get acclimated and then figure out their schedule and then, oh, I'm not I feel like your anymore. boyfriend is going to be very harsh on our boyfriends. <laughs> Actually, that is something that I more recently think about that I didn't think about so much in the mm. past with dating is how is this person going to fit in with my, my close friendships? Yeah. yeah. I think anyone you guys choose, I think they would be good people. Don't worry about that. <laughs> But it's like, what if the personalities don't jive, mm-hmm. right? Like that is... What personality wouldn't jive with myself and Mel? Here's the thing. It's not just like... So it's like our circle of friends, but then also you think like... Because I, I still... My family lives pretty closely, right? So it's like if this person came over to dinner with my family, would they jive with my family and then with you girls? And then if it's like I have high school friends, if we do like brunch and they come, would this person jive yeah. with that? So it just starts yeah, to feel course. like, ooh, how yeah. does that affect like the yeah. the dynamic? So my girlfriend's back home. Their number one party is the girls in the group. They all hang out with them. Mm. And they'll bring their boyfriend friends all the boyfriends get along really well with each mm-hmm. other i'm like that'd be really nice if you have that too like if janet and i and our my boyfriend gets along with like your boyfriend like yeah that way we could all go on trips together yeah. and actually feels like fun and nice you know versus like i always reference the friends episode but when joey was dating the dancer yeah she like, did not like monica and chandler and i was like oh that's mm, not a good thing yeah like, we want to have like a similar vibe and friendship because ideally at the end of the day we want to take our kids to hawaii or like disneyland together and like your husband's gonna be on par with my husband <laughs> yeah it's not crazy to think about like even friendships and relationships gonna be so different when we have kids like there's like mommy meetups and all that maybe that could be your future best friend or something i don't know So the three qualities that I'm going to use to kind of help me gauge how I feel or like finding a good fit for a partner. Number one is I want to admire him for who he is versus what he has done. So I want to focus on finding someone whose character I'm floored by. Like Mm. some value system or some character about them that I find really admirable versus like a job that they have or a lifestyle that they live or something Mm -hmm. like that. Secondly, I want to feel safe and protected. Mm -hmm. That's really important to me. And then third, I want to feel like I want to jump you. 
Like, I need to feel really attracted. Like, <laughs> like in attracted. a fight. Oh my God. <laughs> I, did, I did not expect well, that last one. Well, here's the thing. Because, like, I think Like an dating, animal? <laughs> the thing with, like, modern day dating with all these apps is you talk about you have an influx of all these guys and all these people that you're meeting, right? So it's, like, there are guys that I'm, like, physically attracted to, but I wouldn't necessarily feel like I would feel safe with you. Like, sometimes I might feel like I have to be the adult in the relationship, mm. right? And I don't want that. But then there are ones where it's, like, I feel so safe with you. And you are someone that I could, like, build a life mm-hmm. with. But... I don't know, I don't feel that, like, animalistic, like, drive. Yeah, yeah, we're focusing on that third point here, girl. (laughs) (laughs) But that thing, what Janet's saying, like, I can agree with you. Like, there's many things. Yeah, I like it. It's solid. solid. it would be missing if one thing was gone. Like, for example, like, I know men that I'm just, like, I feel so physically attracted to you. Like, I just want to jump you, but that's all I want to do. Like, I want to have that connection and, like, the safeness, you know? But if I don't want to jump you, then we can't can't make babies. Yeah. These are great, yeah. Just she a, wants you got like a triangle, but what? Yeah, I like how you just like kind of calmly brought it in. And I also want to jump you. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally as she was saying this, I'm like kind of like you know like sitting like leaning on my hand. Like, like, uh-huh, and, yeah, yeah. What? Uh, I was like, <laughs> At first, I was like, did the I hear minx, this right? The minx came you know, out. Literally. <laughs> but you know, I think it's nice to have that really strong like physical like. It's important. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. I agree. But like, yeah. the other two traits have to be there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very true. I feel like a lot of people are like, does the sex matter in a relationship? And I, I think some people, it doesn't matter, I guess. Yeah. But then for me, like I've had long-term relationships where it's like that died a little bit, like mm. that side of it. And then after a while, it's like, I remember one of my first boyfriends, first or second it was like you're kissing your brother almost ew can you not do you know what i mean (laughs) right Uh, no but like seriously because it's like he's like your best friend and he knows everything about you and you're like at that level where it's like intimate at the point of like he knows all your secrets and everything Mm -hmm. and how you behave and how to handle your emotions and all that but then at the end of the day if you don't have that like sexual drive it's like yeah it's like your best friend or your your brother i remember distinctly i was like yup we need to break up (laughs) (laughs) that was a weird kiss (laughs) Oh, God. If I had a brother, I think it would feel like this. <laughs> that is so gross. Yeah, Mel, imagine that. <laughs> I'm literally, I'm you have cringing. a brother. <laughs> that's the thing I'm cringing so hard because I'm, I'm the only one with like Mel, oh, with Mel yeah. siblings yeah, yeah. in my life. Like, oh, that's disgusting. So yeah, I think your third point is, <laughs> is very true. But I like her second point because I've been in situations in the relationship where I didn't feel safe to bring things up to a partner. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're always scared like how is he going to react to this. Protected too. I think also because like we I would consider all three of us pretty strong women Mm -hmm. and so finding a guy that you feel like can balance you in that strength that Mm. you can feel like that they could handle a situation right yep Hey guys, now that we have an LLC we've been trying to figure out how to organize everything from invoices to meeting notes e-signing documents to managing our expenses. If you have a business and you're struggling with tedious administrative tasks, HoneyBook is here to help you get your plan off the ground. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that lets you control your client communications, bookings, contracts, and invoices all in one place. So if you're using a bunch of different programs like QuickBooks for your expenses, Google Suite for your meeting notes, and MailChimp for your newsletters, you can consolidate all of them in one place on HoneyBook. Right now, HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off your first year with promo code ABG. Payment is flexible, and this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. Go to HoneyBook.com and use promo code ABG for 50% off your first year. Get paid faster and work smarter with HoneyBook.com. Promo code ABG. (music) 
So this next segment is something new we're trying called Dear ABG. So we've asked some of our listeners to give us a call and leave us a voicemail with any questions or topics they'd like us to discuss or just a quick shout out. So this is going to be our first run at it. And we have a couple of messages from awesome listeners, some that we'll read off and some that we'll play their audio files. So the first one that we have is dating related, which is on topic with this week's episode. So she asked to keep it private, so we're not going to play this one. But her name is Nicole. It's a made-up name. (laughs) So she said, just wanted to say, I really, really love your podcast. I'm not making this up, by the way. (laughs) I loved and listened to every single one of them. Okay, so we're reading the transcript of the Google voicemail, so it might not come off exactly as um, it should. So thank you for spending so much time recording these episodes. The question is, How do you know when is the right time to take a break from a relationship and can you find yourself and still be independent in a relationship or does every relationship need some sort of a break? If this message could be kept private, that would be awesome. Thank you so much. So that was her question. So in summary, if you're in a relationship, do you need to take a break sometimes to feel like you can regain, I guess, your independence? Mm -hmm. I would say, Nicole, if you're asking that question, it means you're thinking that you need some time to yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think it depends for every situation. But if you are asking that question, maybe it means that you do need some time or you're yearning for some time to kind of like figure yourself out or have a greater sense of independence from a partner. What do you ladies think? I could speak from observation because I haven't been in a long-term relationship where I thought about needing space in a while. But from what I've observed from my friends, like Helen actually is a couple I look at too, her and our boyfriend. I think it's really helpful when when a couple has things they're working on solely and they come together and collaborate and come together for like support. Because I've also seen relationships where they're kind of stuck like glue to each other. And I think they do lose themselves in a relationship because mm-hmm. they start to neglect their other friends or some families. And you're in this bubble that you're not really aware of sometimes. And I get it. Like I know it's like to be infatuated. I've been there too. But what I notice the couples that I see see as I guess deem as successful in some ways is that they do they have time for themselves to whether it's still maybe it's to go to the gym to unwind or work on their own personal projects but they have time for themselves to really just focus on them before going back to their partner Mm -hmm. if I think about this relationship um it is really helpful when you have a partner that allows you to have space Mm. to grow. If you're in college and as an example, you're afraid to, you know, go up to people and speak to people at a party because you're shy and you depend on your partner to be that person to fill that void Mm. and to help you, you know, meet people, then you're never going to be in a position where you're going to, you know, figure it out and get yourself in an uncomfortable situation and kind of feel that growth or that independence and feeling like you have to make those relationships and get out of your comfort zone, right? So it could be your boyfriend is always there kind of helping you rather than giving you space to grow then i can see how that's difficult and that can manifest itself in like many ways not just not just in that way right Mm -hmm. but i also think it depends on like your environment too because i remember when i was in boston i had a very steady relationship of three four years and it wasn't him it was really the environment i was in that i didn't feel like i was growing anymore so that's the main reason why i moved to la to los angeles because i felt like I couldn't grow as fast or as much as I wanted to in Boston. And it wasn't really the relationship, even though some people could say, oh, is that because, Mm -hmm. you know, your boyfriend was kind of holding you back? But I don't think that was the case at all. I think, Helen, another thing that I'm reminded of is I remember when you were in Spain and you came back, you told us that that time away, 
you felt like you found yourself again too, right? Mm-hmm. That was hard. Yeah. That was super hard. I realized how much I also did depend mm-hmm. on my boyfriend for my happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, having that relationship and having that feeling of you can always turn to someone and they're always there for you. Mm-hmm. It's a nice feeling to have, right? That's yeah. one of the reasons why people want to be in a relationship. Right? I was going to say, it's kind of hard to say because like, isn't the point of a relationship also to develop that dependence? Yeah. Right? It so is. it's kind of a hard balance. It to- is. But then at the same time, I realized like this is one thing that really like it was instilled in my mind that I cannot rely on someone else for my happiness Mm -hmm. that if I am alone in a room by myself I can't be like you know grabbing my phone to text someone like I need to figure out what I should be doing with my life and what makes me actually happy for myself Mm -hmm. so yeah when I was in Spain that that for sure was like a difficult independence but I found it kind of a moment yeah Yeah. so I guess another question I would ask is her name Nicole Mm -hmm. Nicole is that are you depending on your partner for your happiness? Maybe that's something you're exploring. You can explore, but it's not necessarily needing a break, but asking yourself, who am I going to for happiness? And am I bringing that to myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm like, I don't know what type of advice to give without kind of getting more information. Yeah. Because I think about from friends that I had who like met in high school and got married, some of them are very happy. So they basically saying that between high school and now you grow a lot, right? And you change a lot, but they did that together and for them that was the right choice but then there are some people that kind of go through the process of developing themselves more independently and then meeting their partner later so I've seen both approaches work I guess and so it's like figuring out what's right for you Tamal's question is really understanding like are you yearning for independence and why are you truly feeling happier what is the core of your questioning Mm-hmm. And I think also at the end of the day, are you having those conversations with your partner, right? Mm-hmm. To let them know that, hey, I feel like I need a little bit of room to breathe. I feel like I'm super dependent on you and I need a little bit more space. And is he willing to give you that space for you to feel like you can regain that independence mm-hmm. without having to leave the relationship, right? Because yeah. that can happen within a relationship. It's possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would say if you're asking the question mostly because you're hearing from other people around you or you feel like you're quote unquote supposed to be independent or supposed to take a break, you don't necessarily have to. Like I've seen where people meet when they're very young and they're happy and if they grow together. But yeah, so it's like, are you questioning it or are other people questioning it? Oh, so many factors. Yeah. <laughs> well, Nicole, keep us posted on what happens. Yeah. Her name's not really Nicole, by the way. Oh, but shoot. It's just, Whatever. It's a fake name. You know who you are. Yeah. Your name is Nicole now. Just kidding. Yeah. So we have another message, and we will play this one because they didn't ask us to keep it private. So we will play it now. Hi. So my last relationship ended two and a half years ago, and I took the time to really grow as a person. But now there's this guy I met at college who I feel really compatible with. We have similar interests, and it just really flows naturally between us. Um, But the thing is, he just got out of a three-year relationship a couple months ago, so I don't know how to approach it, especially since we're on summer vacation. But we do still message each other on Snapchat. Um, So what should I do, especially since I don't know how he feels about his ex? Thanks. So to summarize this one, this girl's using Snapchat. Sounds like you might be in college or high school. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, it's funny because the transcript here, that last sentence, said, um, I don't know how I feel about his neck. (laughs) <laughs> but it's his ex oh, sorry let me let me Google go back translate yeah. so to summarize um she just met this guy and the compatibility is great similar interests and all that but this guy he just got out of a long-term relationship a three-year relationship a few months ago so she's not sure if he's over his ex yet that's oh, a pickle she's yeah, in a pickle i know okay so my initial thoughts i've been in a similar situation hmm 
not that I like left a relationship, but you know, I've been in a situation where I met a guy, compatibility was there, um, attractive, like I was attracted to him, but he also just got a relationship. He told me to, he wasn't ready for something long-term again. And so mm. I want to ask you, like, are you okay with something more casual or you want something more long-term? Because I do think talking to a lot of my guy friends after coming out of a long-term relationship, you need time for yourself yeah. to kind of just figure your life out again, how to be on your own. And jumping to another relationship right away, you don't get that time to figure yourself out, right? So I would caution you because I don't want you to be in a situation where you get in this relationship with a guy, but he's not emotionally ready to be in another relationship. Yeah. So just really ask yourself what you really want. Because if you just want something casual, sure. If, if you don't, we want to protect your emotions. So I feel like just be careful. Yeah. This might be bad advice, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> here's what I would say. In my younger dating years, I would always know the right thing to do. Uh -huh. So I went through the mental exercise of thinking about the outcome, but then I always add, ended up like doing the thing that based on feeling. Mm. So I would say if you're attracted to him and you like him and he's attracted to you and he likes you and it's maybe he's still emotionally a little bit confused, but if the opportunity is there, more likely than not, something's going to happen. Yeah. So then it's more about just like prepare yourself. I actually think that like getting hurt a little bit or experiencing this is part of the growing up process mm -hmm. and it could be good for you. And that so. is the advice Janet gave me when I was telling her my situation <laughs> too. I actually completely agree with Janet's advice. So I don't know if it's bad advice from ABG, <laughs> not just Janet. <laughs> But on my end, I have. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would be careful. But I'm yeah. also someone that's really more sensitive. You know, I'm sensitive. A girl, you feel when you feel. Yeah, you, you feel. Okay, don't. Feeling. That's why when you guys are telling me the advice for me, I was like, I know where they're coming yeah, from because yeah. you guys know means that mm -hmm. I will get attached. And yeah. like, why would I get attached to something I know that's not going to be long term? Yeah. But then you what? also nonstop think about it, right? If you know that it's a good thing, you're compatible with this person, you have similar interests. Like, so difficult to get him off your mind, and also now with like phone and text messaging, it's so easy to yeah. contact them. That's true. Right away. If the connection is there, it's like really hard. Pretty to much just gonna happen. Let that die. <laughs> yeah. Brace yourself. I if like that advice. You guys, Janet, are you guys are Snapchatting. <laughs> yeah, what are you Snapchatting these days? <laughs> but sorry, I have to be the other voice on the <laughs> other side. Be the devil's advocate. I love it. I'm also someone that when a guy wants to be with me, I will be your soul like your soul focus. Mm -hmm. And I don't want you to be like a rebound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's another thing you have to be aware of. It's just that. Do no, you... These are all good. I feel like all the things that Mel is saying have those logged in your mind. Yeah. So know and process that that might happen. And if you decide to go forward, just be cautious. Yeah. But also like maybe you need to just follow your heart. I don't know. If you are at the rebound, just don't let him kind of like walk all over you and you know know that your feelings are very important in mm -hmm. this relationship yes. too i think the most important thing is like to value yourself yes. and to value your feelings if you're thinking of all the things that mel is warning you of go into it if that's what it feels like in the moment you feel like disrespected mm -hmm. or it's imbalanced then feel okay with stepping away yeah but also don't judge yourself if you just fall in because of your heart yeah that's kind of part of the growing up and uh, dating and falling in love process. So mm -hmm. one last thing, sorry. Mel, be, Mel has a butt for all of this. <laughs> sorry. Be transparent with, with him, with what you want true. out of this. Yeah, because true. I think sometimes if you're not really upfront with what you actually want out of this, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a casual thing, you guys are going to be entering this in a very unknown state. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you guys are both upfront saying, I want this to be like a relationship because I like you, and he knows that, then he, he can fuck this shit up in a sense yeah. like, 
he, the he, responsibility he is he can't make an excuse saying oh I didn't know that's what you wanted right. you know you told him up front what you wanted yeah. actually yeah that's good because then you're also opening up the conversation of like this is a thing that we both want to work out and if it's difficult for him right now because he's going through sort of just all three years of baggage right mm-hmm. then yeah you're both aware of it and you can like hold him accountable and you can also work through things with him as he's going through it too and actually build a stronger relationship that way no i definitely agree i think communication is like that will help so much but as we're saying this like i'm flipping it in my mind and realizing that even in situations where you are upfront and you tell each other exactly where you stand the feelings will still get in the way yeah but the fact that you've communicated at least like it makes it a little bit better that you were on the same page. So it gives you a little bit of a sense of ownership. So he could be upfront with you and say, I still have feelings for this person. You hear that, but you're like, okay, but I still like you and things still happen. And you still might get hurt, but at least you went in knowing the circumstances. And so you don't feel taken advantage of. Agreed. Agreed. Dang, Janet's been through shit. (laughs) This is very good advice though. I hope. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to start getting like hate voicemails. (laughs) You told me to jump in. <laughs> yeah. But let us know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually very curious. Because if we gave like two sets of advice, like let us know which one you end up taking and how the, what the how results plays were. out. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we have one other non-dating related one that we're just going to play because this is a segment, Dear ABG, and you can just ask whatever your heart desires. Hi, my name is Akian and I was... First of all, I love your podcast, and I just wanted to ask, what do you guys think about superstitions? I'm Chinese, and we have, like, you know, for example, four is a valid number, so there's enough, often, like, lots of floors of elevators. There's no floor, site, no floor that labels four. And so I was wondering, do you guys follow superstitions? What do you guys think about it? And, yeah, have a wonderful day, y'all. Oh, <laughs> what a sweet message. So her question is about superstitions. Do you ladies have any superstitions? Yes. Then, yeah. But I don't know why I believe in it, to be honest. I just do it. Maybe because I'm a paranoid person. Like, for example, you know when you're walking on the street and there's a pole? I like to follow the person so we don't split <gasps> the pole. <gasps> Me too. Then, like, is that a superstition? I don't know. It's something. I judge. <laughs> Wait, okay. So when that happens... When if uh, a pole splits up like me and whoever I'm with, I always say bread and but- butter stick together. Wait, why? I don't. I don't know. When? How did you start that? I don't know. I think maybe I heard it once and I was like, oh, this is a thing. Ah, I see. right. Ah. So like I've every time I heard of that one. Actually, every time my boyfriend like walks around like around the car instead of like in the same direction as me, he knows to come my direction now instead <laughs> of like going around or same with poles oh. or anything. Yep. So the like, superstition attached with that is that you would, if you're with a partner, that you guys go separate ways. Like you split up if you end up splitting. Mm-hmm. I guess so. It's like you break yeah. a, you break something. The relationship will will oh. not last. I've never heard of that superstition. Interesting. Yeah. I do that a lot too. Oh. And I always, whenever I'm with like someone I just met and it, we break the pole. I'm like, oh, we're not gonna be friends. I think that sometimes. Oh. Or I also knock on wood. Oh, knock on. Yeah, I do that one. Yeah. I do the knock on wood. Mel, you can say bread and butter sticks together and it'll bread be fine. Bread and butter it'll, sticks it'll, together. It'll, it'll reverse it. <laughs> okay, good. Reverse now the pole. I, now I know. <laughs> but then, is there any Asian superstitions that you guys follow? I know the Helen. Numbers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys, yeah. Numbers? Numbers yeah. are a huge one for me. Six and eight are good. Nine is good also. Three is good. Four is terrible. We all know that already. Like four means death in Chinese. Chinese yeah. It sounds like the pronunciation of the number four sounds like the pronunciation of death exactly <laughs> so even when it comes to, like kisses i can't leave with four kisses it has to be six or eight usually oh. one. Uh, i don't know that's, that's no fun <laughs> like four kisses i was like what just one kiss i had a thing with numbers when i was younger but it wasn't necessarily associated with like 
culture. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I really liked the number. It was just for stupid reasons I like because I liked the number seven. When I was looking for an apartment, Uh originally there was one for a better value essentially on the 14th floor. Oh. Then I'm on the ninth floor and my mom was like, no, you can't. You absolutely cannot. And I was like, you can't do 14, right? You can't do, yeah, anything with the number four in it. And I was, but it was like, it made total, it was like financially, it made so much more sense. Uh But she's like, no, that's like an example where I've like kind of followed. Maybe it financially made sense because a bunch of Asian people turned it down. I know, right? (laughs) She she did say, she's like, yeah, if you're not going to find another Asian buyer, if you're like, they won't, they won't want to be in the unit number four. But I was like, we're in South Park in LA. Like, I don't know how many. Nah, you made a good choice. (laughs) (laughs) But another one, I recently had a hotel hotel room for a a work trip thing and I went to check in and the guy gives me the key and my room number was 444 oh hell no you changed that shit right away and I did I saw it and I was like is there any way we could get like another room but um it was for a conference and so he's like the only other room we have available is like one with the really crappy view and I had a roommate and I didn't want to make the decision on behalf of my Uh, roommate uh, to do that so I was like I'm just gonna suck it up and not think about it well how was the trip though was it it was pretty bad no (laughs) no it was it was stressful and stuff I don't I think for some of those things it's like I prefer to but in a situation like when it's when it's more or less convenient Mm. I will abide by that superstition Mm. but if it starts to come up against other inconveniences I try to just like come on Janet snap out of it it's okay and I I take the whole like it's about your mentality and your attitude and that kind of thing but if I have a choice yeah I kind of have superstitions with the numbers me too do you guys think about is it feng feng shui or feng shui. Oh yeah. When say. it comes to like, especially with the, the bedroom, yeah. like you can't have a mirror facing your bed. Yeah. Do you remember that? I did not I know that, that until you brought it up when we're at uh, our friend's place. They yeah. say like your spirit will scare itself in the mirror when you're sleeping or something. Uh. That sounds freaky. Yeah. <laughs> what if now you're never going to do it. <laughs> what, if it's, what if it's like next to me? I think if it's facing like your, your foot, like on the side, that might be okay. But if it's like facing directly toward, I, I usually just don't put it anywhere Any near me. Yeah. There. Yeah. That sounds scary. So it's not facing the bed at all. But yeah, if you wake up and you're like staring at yourself, that's already scary, right? That it's is like, really oh, scary. No yeah. makeup. Oh. Yeah. Oh my God. That's freaky. <laughs> what are other st- Asian, all right, just superstitions in general? Oh, walking underneath the ladder. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even the, um, the, like the fire escape ladders. Yeah. I don't oh, walk yeah. underneath those. Because Helen works in downtown, so you probably walk by a lot of construction and things like that. So yeah. I don't think that's an Asian one, but that's just one where it's like, yeah. or even opening an, an umbrella, umbrella indoors. Yeah. Whenever I see that for like Broadway plays, I'm like, don't you, don't you know that's <laughs> bad seven luck? years of bad luck? Yeah. Oh, or is it breaking a mirror too? If you break a breaking mirror. Breaking a mirror. Oh, interesting. So I just Googled Asian superstitions. One is don't keep a turtle as a pet. Oh, I had a turtle. I have a turtle. <laughs> Oh man! But I told totally why, especially at work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. wow, interesting. Well, why is anyone bringing a turtle to work? Oh, I guess because like the turtle is very highly valued in Chinese culture, right? Yeah. It says the uneven patterns on its shell bring too much yang energy to the office and can slow down oh. a business to the point of failure. Oh, interesting. I didn't know. I, that. Know, I didn't know that either. Well, now we know. Now we know. Okay. Well, it's oh. at home, so. I'm reading the same article um, Helen's looking at. I'm I'm just reminded. I follow this superstition. I don't like sticking my chopsticks in my rice bowl. Oh, yeah. Mm. Because when I go out to eat, I see people do that. I'm just like, ooh, that's not right. I don't know why, though. It represents the incense family members burn when a relative dies. Uh, So it's said to be disrespectful and bring bad luck. That's true. Ooh, that actually reminds me. For a lot of family gatherings, my mom 
tells us to not wear white. Oh, yeah. white oh, is right, what you right. wear to funerals for death. So it's always air on the side of like brighter colors. That's true. Or even like for wedding flowers. Sometimes I'm like, mom, I think I want white flowers because yeah. they're pretty. And yeah. she's like, no, you have to do like roses and like red and orange and purple. I'm like, what the fuck? You're like, no, no, thank you. But even like when she's cooking rice, sometimes she'll include a piece of like vegetable in the rice pot oh, so that so the rice not is white. not all white. Oh, interesting. Because I always wondered, I was like, why is there a piece of like... <laughs> ginger in here <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. that's wow i didn't i never thought about that i do like in terms of colors i'm very attracted to red like i don't wear a lot of color but i always felt like red symbolizes good luck too yeah that so, is really big in chinese culture yeah. red as a color that's probably ingrained in you from like childhood i actually yeah. think that's probably it too yeah but the white thing for sure what about the not washing your hair on chinese new year i don't wash my hair a lot so i think like, <laughs> i'm just kidding Are you good there <laughs> It's supposed to be like washing out the luck. Oh, I must be really lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like working here. Or even like cutting your hair, right? You're not supposed to get a haircut. Oh, really? Like, yeah, that, that, that sounds like is. it. Have you heard of like after you give birth, you can't shower mm. for mm. like a month? Yeah, I have heard of that. Actually, now you're reminding me of something. So when my aunt and my mom, after they gave birth, they can only drink a certain dish for one month yeah it's supposed it's, to be just like clean chicken or some, some yeah oh like the blackened chicken broth or something yeah something clean, to help yeah. heal ours, the body ours is um, body. i don't want to say it in english but in manner it's mayo jitang so sesame mm. oil chicken soup and it, it oh. is it is just like it has like wine and stuff in it too and i remember when i was younger and my aunt gave birth my grandma would come over and she'll make freaking like tons and tons of it and that's the only thing she could eat oh. yeah same with my sister my mom only made her one dish and then like she couldn't wash her hair she couldn't do all this stuff there's actually the crazy thing is i think with the it, there's a lot of establishments mm-hmm. that a lot of like international women come here and they they give birth and they're pretty much like nurses that take care of them postpartum mm. they specialize that yeah that. yeah i was actually gonna say there's like a whole like chinese culture or a lot of asian culture has a lot of like ritual not rituals but like best practices mm-hmm. around maternity type stuff like post giving birth and then that's actually that's stuff that fascinated me because my family doesn't really yeah. practice that and I was like I kind of want that like when I have a baby yeah <laughs> there's someone in my family that does that for a living she's oh. like a nurse for like for after you give birth she takes care of the mom and the baby oh. and so the mom's like pretty much inside the, for a month mm-hmm. right yep I'm calling know. her up and <laughs> I mean if you want sooner I- than later please no <laughs> well you gotta find a man for birth, right <laughs> Or a sperm donor. <laughs> well, thanks so much for that question. I think we talked way too long about superstitions. If you want to leave us a voicemail, hit us up at 213-262-8776. That's 213-262-8776. And you can, again, like Janet said, send us anything. You can talk about your day, ask us some questions. If you want to give a shout out to a friend as well, we can also play some shout outs in the future. And thanks everyone for sending in your submissions. So this ends today's episode on dating. I know you guys are always curious about what's going on in our dating life or the non-existent of our dating life. Exactly. I can't even talk about it. It's a continuous, it's a continuous topic. (laughs) At least once per season. Yeah. In hopes that there'll be updates, right? I hope to have more exciting stories to share. Me too. Janet, me too. (laughs) But thank you again so much for listening. If you guys like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes at abg-asianbossgirl. 
We're also on Spotify and Google Play Music for those of you who might be Android users. You can also find us all over social. Our handle is at Asian Boss Girl. And if you guys want to send us an email instead, we're at AsianBossGirl at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.